0: Head over to yenside.land.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yenside Lunch Show. This is a special episode where I bring the audio experience from my Innovation Culture Coding live shows back into the Jens lunch Show. Please enjoy the Innovation Culture Coding audio experience. Hello, and we're live. Hey, Louis, how are you doing?
1: Hello, sir. How are you, sir? Thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank You're you for welcome. this
1: opportunity to be here again with you.
0: Yeah, I'm so looking forward to today's show. But before we dive into it, um, we still have, of course, a little bit. So people are slowly joining. uh, But let's start with something that's not too important, like who I am. (laughs) Um, So for those people who don't know me, my name is Jens Heidland. I'm the CEO and owner of Heidland Innovation. And Heidland Innovation is an innovation education network where we work with large corporations, but also smaller corporations and, of course, consultants and coaches as well all around education on innovation topics and we just released uh, a new online course which is the business boost system so if anyone at all is interested in that have a look at heitlandinnovation.teachable.com and this um, boost system is all about building a systematic way that for coaches and consultants that big And your dream clients specifically your dreams clients can find you so that's what it's all about but let's get into the innovation culture coding innovation culture coding is a new show we we started literally last week and louis the second guest and i'm really happy to have him with me today so this innovation culture coding is all about it's a window for independent innovation coaches and consultants who are working with different clients and completely different topics. So I want to build a platform, a window for people who are not so visible. Um, and and with the joint forces, we all together can be a little bit more visible. And of course, we can have a look on how the people are working. We we can see who are the people behind the, the websites, behind the uh, social media profiles, whatever that is. And of course, have an authentic exchange because what I believe is in this world, it's so important that we are people to people and that we explore whom do we want to work with on a personal level going forward. And that doesn't matter how big your company is, but that's a little bit around that. Um, So if you're interested in getting news on uh, what's happening on the culture coding front, we have a LinkedIn group and we have a Facebook group. So search for innovation culture community and you will find us and there there will be um a lot of things going on where we as well in the future exchange with the people who have been on the show but let's get into culture coding louis welcome again it's great to have you
1: thank you sir thank you culture coding (laughs) what can i say about culture coding i come from a completely different culture Uh, i come from uh, venezuela uh from the south part of venezuela actually from the, Canas- the canaima national park is uh, the big the fifth biggest uh, national park in the world which have made me a little bit wild and um a little bit uh, crazy a little bit uh, in the same way also have made me realize so many small details in nature that after coming back here to europe and joining that world I have there and joining it with this one is when I have realized that those small details is actually what makes the whole meaning of life. And uh, now I'm starting to appreciate that. Now I've been living here in uh, Scandinavia for uh, 21 years, where actually I became a chef uh, here for 10 years ago because of my immense, humongous amount of energy. So they say, dude, you should be a chef with all your crazy indigenous knowledge and uh, with all that speedy Gonzalez energy do that used to be a chef and that's actually what I've been doing now for the last eight, nine years. Okay. And, uh, of course, from step to steps doing different things and adapting and adapting. So yeah. that will be it about me. Thank you for it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's done. Thank you for <laughs> that. It. Yeah, it was,
1: it was such a nice.
0: Now, so now, yes. let's, let's get a little bit into, into your business and what, what, what yeah. you're doing. So, one thing is, of course, you're an executive chef, like like, like you said, uh, but you're as well a gastronomical consultant. Tell us a little bit about that business.
1: Yeah, um, of course, it's kind of like in levels in this uh, gastronomic world. When you become in a chef, and then you start, of course, by the age after the years, it's not that you know about everything, but then you start to learn small tips and tips that actually makes way easier your jobs in the in the long in the long ride. So after being a chef for so many years and been traveling from food trucks to Michelin restaurants and so on, I have realized that actually it's so many small details that is used by a little smaller structure. It can really help develop something else. And yeah. that's when uh, actually I start like for two, three years ago, one and a half years ago, uh, one and a half a year before the pandemic started, I start with all this uh, gastronomic consulting, which is just basically traveling to different places and seeing the possibilities and meeting with new
0: customers. Yeah, awesome. So for everyone who is interesting to, to learn a little bit more about Louis, um, we have established a new landing page for him, which is heitlandinnovation.com slash Louis minus <laughs> So there you will find a, a couple of more things about him and where we will as well feature the recording of this video, a couple of clips and a couple of more topics going forward so let's dive into the case but before we do that let's let's say hello to a couple of people on the live stream so please let us know where you come from type into the chat where you come from if you have questions to louis if you have questions to me you're always welcome to to post them and we will we'll try to bring them into into our conversation and, of course, if you like what you see, share it, share it, share it, because as more people share it, as more people will see what Louis is going to explore now together with us. So, Louis, yeah. we have... Yeah, go.
1: No, 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 we have... Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was so just we, saying that it's not only about me, because it's actually all this new platform you are creating through this uh, innovative, Innovation School. is yeah. not going to be just a platform for me, but it's going to be a huge window for you, for me, and for everybody who decides to get into it, actually. And not only me, because it's gonna be so many other people, interesting people that is gonna be in different uh, ranks in life that is gonna be like so crazy to be a part of it and also to have access to all that information.
0: Yeah, and yeah. to each other. I think that's also yeah, one exactly. of the important things, getting to know mm-hmm. each other and build a community around um, innovation and, and different ways of thinking. Um, let's get into the case. So Louis and I have um, discussed a little case to explore a little bit of how he would solve problems, how he would solve dreams for his customers. And that's slightly different than some of you might think about innovation. Um, But for me, that's exactly what innovation is. Innovation is not something that you put into, hey, it's always the same. For me, it's important that we explore as well on this show, seeing different facets of innovation and explore how pe- people and organizations can work in a completely different way. So we have constructed a case. Imagine there is an owner of a physical space. There's a person who owns a physical space, and this person has a dream. So this yeah. person has a dream on utilizing the physical space. And that can be an, a house. It can be a, a big a plot, a big land area. It can be whatever it is. Yeah. Um so so this person has a dream that he wants to give back to the local community. So this this is a wealthy person this person has had a lot of uh, opportunities in in his life or her life um and this person wants to give back. This person owns that place and and looks into hey there's no gra- gastronomical experience around here. It's kind Ooh. of a little bit boring in this area. So Ooh. this person's reaching out to you and saying hey Louis how can you help me? So that's the case we constructed. How do we how do we go about that, Louis? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, again, of course, the most important in order of me being able of. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry like, for that. I need to show no, things. No, <laughs>
1: that's completely. That's actually in our uh, language. It's called Pemon uh, Tauripan, and it's from the Canaima National Park. He's a climber and a tour guide there in the national park. And that means, uh, hey, Tigre, hey, Tiger, how are you, my boy? So the fact is that, exactly, the fact is that uh, when I find this person, the most important in order of me to act is that that person have a dream, that person Mm. have a will. Because Mm. if that person have a dream and have a will, that's exactly what's creating an emotion. And then is when I come from. Where I come from, of course, it's been difficult for me to to adapt to this new world in Europe. But after 21 years, I have realized that everything is about structures as well, emotions as well. So where we come from, we are Latinos. We are very hard, warm people from heart, but that makes us also very passionate. So when you have this dream and that passion, that creates an emotion. And uh, that's also something that I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, later about mm-hmm. the small, crazy structural triangle that I have created for, for sharing with, with this group. Of course, it's going to mm-hmm. be a bit teaser. Later on, it can be a way more uh, complex uh, explanation about it. But the fact is that when that person has that dream, that will, then I come sit with that person. And of course, it's very important, the personal connection to see mm-hmm. where it is that what he has to do. Because if that person is just about making money,
0: yeah.
1: then uh, it, it says then I don't know, go and make a TikTok account or something like that because <laughs> I don't know how to make money. You know, for me innovation is not about making money. For me, innovation is about having a crazy dream and wanting to change the whole world. If you're trying yeah. to change the whole world, dude, seriously, you're gonna make money in your road, you know. Yeah. So it's like I don't want people who's to make money because as a smart person, if you want to make money, you go and reach uh, Jens Highland. You don't reach me because I come from <laughs> South America. I come from the jungle. We don't know how to make money. We know how to expend it. So in order of that, I know how to give a structure. I know how to give a structure to a dream that you yeah. have in order of that. If that dream is good, if that dream is amazing, believe me that if you believe that you are going to change the world with that dream,
0: you're mm-hmm. going to
1: make money in that, in that road. So when I take this guy, of course, we sit and see what is the dream he wants, what is the direction he wants to follow with this. And it it is actually a gastronomic knowledge, you know, because, of course, it's basic that besides a dream is also a structure and is also a vision because Mm -hmm. then it's very difficult to attach into it you can have a dream but if you are not into it if you are a a carpenter for example and you just want to be keep being a carpenter then it's not a gastronomic consultant we have to do maybe it's a permaculture consultant we have to do something Uh, else that is related with gastronomy that we can find out but again is when I go there is when you see the surroundings when you see what is the the, the properties you have around you know what is the the, what you can call it the potential that you have in your surroundings when you have a, because for example um one team that we were talking about the you know, the one of these restaurants gastronomic consultants I was doing the guy has an amazing location but uh, he wanted to make a pizzeria and then yeah. when I go to the location he lives right in front of the ocean with the most amazing sunsets in the whole region so and everybody trying to like I says dude I want to make pizzeria. I am Italian and everything, but why you want to make a picture here, where you can just basically adapt what what you have around, talk with mm. the local fish guy, and try to get some uh, fresh frames in the mornings, and try to get some of the things in order of kind of being sustainable, making a cycle uh, with what you have in your surroundings. So of course I check out what is the potentials and mm. what is the experience, because depending of the experience that that person uh, has, of course the most important again is the dream but depending yeah. of that experience that person has is depending of how intense I have to get into that consulting. Yeah. You know, so because if,
0: yes. if if we just loop loop back,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: it's a person with the dream, um, a physical location in this mm-hmm. case, yes. then you, you kind of, you sit down with that person, you have an interaction, you get to know each other, you like explore what the dream is. You explore mm-hmm. what, 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 their the budget vision is as well, and, <laughs> and, and the budget as well. Budget, yeah, okay, that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Because again, when you have a dream, it's something else, but the reality, for example, in the gastronomy, is much more complex. You know, yeah. for example, I have have experiences that people says, yeah, you just go and have a dinner and make some dinner but making dinner, it doesn't apply that it's just one hour before and open a restaurant. You got to be there since seven o'clock in the morning in order to having a very good mise en place, in order to having a very good service for that dinner you're having at six o'clock. So it's it's, it's a whole integral process you have to see. And then, of course, as you said, we get to this guy, we see the location. What is the location he has? What is the facilities? What is the budget? And then we go from, I would say from, the menu design the idea yeah. of the menu to all the more complex aspect as the hygiene framework depending of the country depending of the products that he is going to do if he working yeah. with industrialized product or if he that's also something that we try to do if you try to use ecological um, mm. products or product from the regional markets in that in that way also you activate the economy of the whole thing. So again, you innovate yourself, but you also help other people to innovate, other people to make that cycle and to actually activate them in order of you to growing up. And it's always worked very good because sometimes you bring uh, cheese from Italy, whether I'm talking about my people, you bring cheese from Italy and then the neighbor has an amazing fresh uh, cheese made just from today, days, yeah. one day ago, you know? So it's again about, Trying to see the potential you have in your surrounding and try to make the best out of it. And uh, would, from
0: yes, I would like to double click on that that potential part. So, if we take the example you mentioned with the the like the beach location or close to mm-hmm. the beach location, how mm-hmm. was it like? You ca- you arrived there first time with that person. H- how did you kind of feel what's going on? How did you feel and explore? Of what the potential can be. So this this person was saying, Hey, let's build the pizzeria. Yeah, and, and the was... guy was
1: a carpenter, and that was the carpenter okay. guy I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. So exactly. Then again, it's like, okay, you see the potential, but the point is, does he have the vision? Because that's yeah. also something that can affect. And then again, it's something that I'm gonna talk about later. Is yeah. does he have the vision? Is that too much emotions, too many feelings mm-hmm. for him in order of making a, a restaurant or a gastronomic consultant? So you also have to see how chill he wants to be. Because if you bring this bump of energy and suddenly you want to be like, yeah, service, service. Maybe that's not what he wants. Maybe he just wants to chill. So for example, in that sense, I had to sit with him and realize that he didn't know shit about cooking, that he didn't know shit about gastronomy, but he was willing to do anything because he loved the place and he got an amazing location. And that's why he hired me, you know, because he was like, okay, two plus two is going to be four. And that's exactly how it was. So we went to the place and says, amen. Listen look at this place, what would you feel to eat right now? Would you like a pizza? And he actually told me, no, I would like a glass of champagne and something to use like a uh, food fingers. And I look yeah. at him and says, bro, exactly. Look yeah. at it, yeah. what you want to do? Look, what is that you want to cook for yourself? And if that is what you have to share with the people, if they don't like it, hmm, I hope it's another other opportunity, but it's what you want to share with the people and not try to copy something else. You know, and I said, exactly, let me, let's make a fish place. In less than a month, it was queue of people trying to eat the fish and the nice upper spreads, and the nice ecological things with the recycled chairs in the backside because he was a carpenter. So again, I tried to adapt his knowledge as a carpenter in order of making his new gastronomic consulting much better. So we took some recycled electrical pallets from 1920 from Finland, We polish it, and that was the tables. You know, so in that sense, he also felt like he is also giving something to his baby project. He's also canalizing that emotion. Because when you create that emotion, is when, and this is the triangle I'm talking about before. When you create, I call it the business, the business innovation cycle. And it's something like this: like when you create this emotion, of course, it's many emotions you create. But that's what I like because that's how we handle things in South America, through emotions, the soap opera, the drama. But then yeah. exactly you see that and you canalize that from frustrations, from fear to the dream, to the will of doing the thing, and also sometimes even for the need of doing the yeah. thing. So you canalize yeah. those emotions because it's that emotion is the whole beginning of the innovation. You know, yeah. If you don't have emotion, if you don't have a need, if you don't have something for yourself – You don't really need to innovate. And that's what is happening with new generations because everything is done, everything is made. So if we don't really go into the emotions again, go back to the emotions in order of making that person creative. Because Mm -hmm. when you get creative, then you activate the third part of the triangle. You get active, you act. And then when you act, again, you make action and reaction. And when you make the reaction, they start to have feelings again. And again, this is what I call... The business innovation cycle, you know, and for me, everything goes through feelings. And for example, right now, after this pandemic thingy, you know, we have realized that shit can happen and shit can make you slow down and sit down in your room, even if you don't want to. Yeah. So it's it's a way of going back and says, okay, what do we feel? What do we want to do? And that's the way of innovating. You don't have to go all the way to the top. Just keep going and that's what i'm trying to do so that's what i was working so i'm sorry i, may, I might have gone a little bit far away from the theme of no, the location, super right? good. but but, <laughs> but again the fact is that when you realize that and when you don't when you realize that he don't know much about the gastronomic experience you try to connect his skills into it but then mm. you know that then you have to do way more training into the hygiene control way more training into bringing Somebody who can actually in the beginning help set up the whole thing and establish, you know, so when the whole thing is established in, 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 in other, in other words, when it's established and I started to give the money back, then it's yeah. like, OK, now you see how it works. Now we make it to two, three more months. Normally it takes two, three months, yeah. you know, no one of these consultants, even though it can take one week. But it can also take two, three months, depending on how intense you really want the project to be. Because as we were mentioning this project uh, with the carpenter, it was an empty location. Yeah. You know, it was an yeah. empty location and it was a dream and it was a beautiful sunset. So it has a whole process from even ordering the machines from different countries being attacked by the corona or different small things that you have to handle mm-hmm. through the process in order of not dying out in the in the dream again into emotions and says, ah, this is too fucking difficult. I'm not gonna do it. So in that sense, I have to also to go with that person and go through the whole process and ordering also the machinery. They don't know about gastronomy gastronomy. Yeah. So they don't know which is the best machine, what means electricity A in order of electricity C, what is expensive, what is more sustainable for the for the, the ambient and so on and so on. So that's what I try to guide that person. Into a very good uh, system again, into a good cycle and yeah. a structure into it. And I
0: think what what is important, which m- people might not understand straight away, it's not you like sitting there with the paper and pen and telling them what to do. It's like you do it together with them, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we go. That's exactly what I said. That sometimes even takes me three months because yeah. it's like a schooling. It's like a schooling. If if the person is really Into in the process, if the person is a little bit stuck in the process, I cannot just go through and say, Hey man, this is where you go. We have to stop by and see how we work into that process in order of like we said, like we said in Italian, piano piano, zimango utano. or it's like it's very slow, but you go very far, you know. So it's like step by step, but you go very good. So I go all the way until that person feels feels comfortable. Because again, my dream is just creating so many gastronomic consultants all over let's not say the world don't sound so arrogant but all over Scandinavia at the moment and Europe that one day anytime when I decide to go to Luxembourg or to Berlin or to whatever place that guy says you know what your gastronomy consult is super amazing, it's working super fucking cool. Actually, I invite you to come by and check out what you have done and what we have done with that gastronomy consulting because, of course, the money makes me happy when I see that person have made and I have canalized and structured those emotions and creativity mm-hmm. in passion. Then is when I when the little Latino get happy, and then, of course, I eat all the food and then it says, Hey. Come on, I don't want to pay for the food because I'm Latino. Come on, compadre. But in the end, I enjoy the fact that they are being happy through the dreams. Some of the dreams don't go through, but still we learn from the fails. We learn from the mistake, from their mistakes, and from my mistake. Because, for example, not with the carpenter, but other uh, gastronomic consultants, after everything gastronomically have done, he realized that maybe it's a little bit harder than expected, again, Sometimes people don't realize that they have to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning if you want to make a very nice dinner, for example. (laughs) So and they have decided, you know what, it's a little bit too rough for me. And I thought it was a different branch because gastronomy is heavy and making, depending, that's what I mean in the beginning. The whole thing is sitting with the person and see the essence of what that person wants in the beginning. Because maybe you can just help them out making a very nice ice cream boutique an ice cream shop. You know, a super nice ecological homemade ice cream shops and sorbets. It doesn't have to be a Michelin star restaurant because that person is not made for it. So you advise and says, hey, potentially also in a very humble way, you says the potential that I see here in the whole thing is this. And right. again, maybe that person is going to be way more money and being way more happy with the small ice cream shop that trying to run a super crazy uh, fine dining restaurant in the middle of nowhere, you know, because again, it takes time and it takes a lot of a structure and it depends on what that person wants. But that's the, that's the good thing about the gastronomy consultant is to check out what it is and to try to make that person active and in a cycle. Because when you get into a routine, that person knows that, okay, if you know where is the three, four doors that you have to knock every month, you know you have an accountant, mm-hmm. You are good with the taxes. You are good with the money. The money is going green. Then he just know how to check out those small things. And like we have been talking about as well, not try to make everything by yourself, but just mostly in a gastronomic. It's like don't realize that you are Superman because it's going to be a lot for one person. Yeah, that's my that's my free advice of this uh, of this class is don't try to do it by yourself because it's going to be too hard. You have the yeah. dream. You can be the visionary. You can share that vision with the person, but you need a team. You need a good team for it because you're alone, you're fucked. You're yeah. alone, you cannot do it. It's like, exactly, it's like putting Messi playing with 11 players. Ah, he might win, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. You know what I'm talking about? It's like yeah. You really need a good team in order to delegate functions and delegate uh Responsibilities in order to having a very very uh, good connection. Also, yeah. that person being happy because you have to remember that it can run very good, but as soon as you leave, that person is gonna drive by himself. So that person needs to be secure and sure what what he is driving in order of. Otherwise, that also can happen that I start to fall, and I start to fall, 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 and says, "Hey, Louis, 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 help!" And then I come, oof, I take the drive again, and says, "Wow, man, thanks you call because he was falling. Why the chef is wasting too much food?" he's doing this and this and yeah. that, or, yeah. or in the opposite, again, let's more ice cream and less food because you are getting a bit too stressed in here.
0: Yeah. So, so you you're then educating as well, the staff members or bring even stuff and selecting the right people and so on. Like yeah, really have all to. in. Yeah. yeah. You
1: have to, again, it depends on the process, that process you realize the first day when you sit and feel that person. And hopefully that person has to be the most open and honest possible because it's your money it's your it's your dream and yeah. it's your time you know i'm going to leave and i'm going to go hopefully to another country to make another gastronomic consulting so it depends a lot of what he wants and it depends a lot of being honest because also some people is like i know i know i know i know and as soon as you come the food control would come and will close your place it's not my fault because yeah. i told you so right. it depends on how much you honest you have to be because if you're very honest, like you said, I can bring people to it in order of making your machine running. You know, I can bring people to order, like, a, for example, a sous chef that he knows exactly how it is, and he will, in the same time, train your people in order of those people make them happy because this is about sharing the information and sharing the knowledge, not just, okay, I got pay, I get the fuck out of here. Sharing the information, sharing the knowledge in order of, again, when I come back there with my mom, I feel proud about the place that I helped you build
0: yeah love that so i would like to 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 loop us back to the process so there's a person with a dream they have a location Mm -hmm. they they hire you to support them to make that dream come true you come and have a personal connection you go into details you find out what is the potential of the place what is the potential of that person Um, then you look into what the experience can be and go deeper into then like really making that experience kind of happen looking into the menu looking into the hygienic frameworks like if it's a food uh, topic and then really looking into how do you connect to the local market how do mm-hmm. you how do you do something that fits to the place and is authentic as well in that. in that environment um then you mentioned about this emotion active and feelings can you can you give us a little more understanding of that
1: That's that's my triangle. And again, I just think that that's that's something that I do psychologically or spiritually. That's Mm -hmm. not something that I will do, let's say, as a plan, or that's not something that I will tell right away in front, like, okay, right now I am seeing your feelings. (laughs) You know, it's like, because the person throws (laughs) up. You need to see, actually, and that's what I say sometimes, like two, three, four, five days. You need to see what is that, actually, that person's passion. You know, mm. because I have been in, in, in Denmark, mostly I've been in, of course, in Spain and Italy as well, in Norway, but mostly in Denmark, I have realized that when you have a structure and when you know what you are doing, then that's successful and discipline, you know, you have yeah. discipline and structure on what you're doing, then it's a successful. So that's just basically what I try to
0: do with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So if we, if we go go to the end, so what is the outcome of a gastronomical consultant? So what, what, what is the outcome like the, the people would could expect hiring you?
1: Again, if hiring me, you will expect a well structured kitchen, (laughs) a well structured place you will expect that you will get the best out of your surroundings and the potential you have. Because Mm -hmm. again, I go a lot because of the place I come from. I go a lot into permaculture and permaculture is try to build, act and adapt without destroying your ecosystem. Try to see what is that you are giving to that market that we are talking before, you know, it's a market. Okay. What is it that you're giving? What is the less pain you are getting them? What is that you're helping them? You know, and then is when it becomes integral.
0: Yeah, super. So, I always ask in uh, close to the end a question to my guest. Um, what uh, can you describe your dream client? <sighs> my dream client! <laughs> like dream, dream, dream.
1: Well, the dream client. I think all of them are my dream clients because again, I can I can tell you what is not. The dream client because because as soon as you have i don't want to go like mystic but it's like a little bit like the never-ending story as soon as you have that dream and the nada is not coming to you as soon as you have that color and you want to share that color that's going to be my dream client because again it's just getting that adapting into that given a structure discipline creativity and he will explore by himself this microphone you know so again i will say that everybody will be my dream client my yeah. my not dream client will be a person that doesn't want to do anything a person that doesn't want to wake up and have a life because that's also something i say like you adapt or you get extinct bro i mean yeah. you have to find if this gastronomy is something that it has to adapt and play together with your own life, that it has it has to become kind of like a lifestyle, you know. Yeah. Because mostly, yeah. again, mostly, uh, right now with all this tech acceleration, that everything is online, that everything is on internet, that everything is is super cool. But the basic of the innovation is the feelings, and mm-hmm. what it was like through all these years. The most innovative business is being. Like what you're doing right now, what I'm doing right now is working from home, right. you know? Working from home is been the innovation of the of the century because okay. now no one wants to go back to work. So in that sense, as me, as a gastronomic consultant, you also have to canalize those feelings. You mm-hmm. also have to make like, okay, let's try to work from home, but let's try to make from your home productive in order right. to make your own business innovation cycle, you know? Emotions, creation, action, right in, into mm-hmm. a small world mm-hmm. like we're doing right now. So try to make that world also part of your life, but at the same time, something that makes you happy. Huh. As Again, as I said before, if it makes you happy selling ice cream, we do an ice cream shop. But if it's a gastronomic food restaurant, whatever, edible insects, like that's what I am trying to do with with my life, (laughs) you know, trying to bring a little bit of the Amazonia back to Scandinavia. If you want to go all the way to the top or all the way to molecular gastronomy or all the way to super crazy, uh, high age tech uh, gastronomic uh, experiences, then I'm up for it. But that's the people that I have to try to adapt them and says, man, Pandemic has just shown you that no matter who, you have to go home. So the most innovative thing right now is try to work from home and let's make experiences from home. You yeah. know, so mm-hmm. that would be again my my other my our our second uh, free advice from from this class is that try to make all those experiences that you already lived and try to pay thousand millions for in a Michelin restaurant, try to recreate that back home. Yeah. Turn off the telephones, put a nice music, make a nice company and something, try to make beautiful and sexy your food and then try to make an experience. And that's going to be like my best gastronomic consultant for free for you guys now. Because again, after this pandemic is what we have realized how important it is to make from our life meaningful in order yeah. also about working. You yeah. know, also work, even the the big industry has realized James and Louis see they perform and work much better from home right now, you know. So let's keep them in there. Let's keep doing that in order of them again, having emotions, creating and acting. So yeah. that that Love will that. be again,
0: yeah. So little little small plug from my side towards you in in the end. So I mean, you're doing the gastronomic consultant, which is one of one of your branches, like we always talk about, yeah, of, yeah. of of your tree. My um, like, what are the, the couple of things that, that go on in your life with uh, business uh, which nobody would expect seeing you right now?
1: Well, I have become, I am a 165, I have become a basketball player. <laughs> uh,
0: no, <laughs> no.
1: Uh, no, it's again, it's about innovating. And every time, of course, I get 10,000 good dreams a day, but it depends of those dreams, be making it into an action. Because many dreams, they just go into the air. So right now, of course, I'm trying to canalize that. And again, because of my team, if I didn't have a team and because I didn't have people pushing me and friends like, for example, like you giving me consulting and helping me into uh, innovating and connecting uh, with other stuff that I don't have idea. Because as you said before, I'm just coming from the jungle. I am just trying to create branches. (laughs) I but I'm pretty serious. No, no, but it is. I just try to create branches in here and I am trying to adapt and innovate. But for example, right now, because of my experience here in the Nordic countries, I've huh. uh, I uh, i was I've been working with edible insects, like the guy who was speaking, uh, Leskia, the guy who was speaking in uh, Taurepan to me. Uh, we eat insects since we are kids. Yeah. So that's something, as you can see, I am very traditional dude. And uh, that's what I try to bring here to Scandinavia. So for the last, for example, for the last seven years, I've been co-working with molecular biologists, with uh, scientific and with high end quality chef in order of bringing our Amazonian food and edible insects into the market, not only into the market, but into the food culture, yeah. you know, because yeah. again, yeah, market is the economical talking, but first I need to, make that tree plant, make that branch strong in order of that. And that's what I'm doing through that. I just start doing insect bars and things like that. It didn't go well in Nordic land. (laughs) I start to make insect beers. Uh I sold them, all of them in a week. So again, it's about canalizing the, Potential you have around. Yeah. <laughs> and in the Nordic countries, they like beer. So that's starting what I'm trying to do. So in, in order of that, I am doing uh, insect beers. I am doing a workshops for big companies about the insects and how to integrate the insects and high protein uh, content into their meals, into the cost. For example, here in Denmark, the main police department, they eat <clears throat> insects because of the little Latino make uh, insects uh, diet. So again, I design diets and I decide like nutrient fats, uh, menus for yeah. different companies. And all of them has to be with insects here in Copenhagen together with a couple of friends and a couple very well-known uh, insect world here. We are like five, but we love each other. And we are trying to push this uh, insect, uh, edible insects world here in Scandinavia. And Mm. together with them, we do something also that is called the Copenhagen um, Bok Festival. It's Mm. the Copenhagen Bok Festival. We do that as well. We do a workshop for children. We do a small workshop for children. We go into the botanic gardens with the children. We do like free expositions for children and why to do insects and not to eat all the insects. Uh, I do some things like it's called edible in, uh, edible junglers because yeah. my my concept is as I said, uh, come from the Amazonian jungle. So what I try to do is edible junglers mm. and so on and so on. I mean, every day I try to do something, but again, in the same way of trying to be a little bit sustainable, giving a little bit of respect for the food and trying to enjoy as much as possible, make of that food, making it out to an experience. So besides that yeah i imagine i read i sing i dance i i fly drones i <laughs> yeah. fly drones and everything that has to be with adventure with nature i want
0: to be there so they, if anything cool. you want
1: to do with nature call me and i'll come
0: the the, the cool thing which i i for, for myself i i find it very very appealing is like you can work with a five-star michelin restaurant but you can as well do something that's for, for a lot of people, that's not five-star or two-star, Yeah, three, three, stars. three and
1: two. Three and two, but no, no, five-star, my God, no. Okay,
0: three-star Michelin but, restaurant. But <laughs> again,
1: it's, it's also because, and this is very cliche, but you never forget where you come from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and my mom always told me, like, and that's that's my concept from everything, is, like, make a food as good as you can give to your own mother. If that food, you, that dish, whatever it is, I'm not talking only about insect. Depending on what you have around, but if that food is good enough to give to your mom, you can adapt that from insects in the forest with a homemade fire to a high level mission in place because you give again is something, it's just one word is respect for the food. And when you give that respect for the food, you just adapt. And of course, it's difficult, mostly for example, now that I've been so chill with caterings and and consultings and things and then suddenly i go into a Michelin place because from 3 hours a day 4 hours 5 hours a day is which office and things i have to go 10 12 13 hours into into the restaurant and then it's super high it's like a military school it reminds me of when i was at the military school which again is not me i am already 41 years old so it's like wow you know i'm not as as as, as crispy as i used to be <laughs> but uh, it's about, again, it's about the structure and the discipline. Mm-hmm. Two of the things that I was saying before in order to innovate. And that's mm-hmm. why these big restaurants innovate and keep innovating over themselves. Like, for example, like Mr. Rene Rezepi Noma or play people that we have been working. That is like every week they amaze of what they produce. And it's because of that, because they just keep going and going and going and going. So that's what I try to do as well. But uh, sometimes... As uh, we were talking before, sometimes it's like, it's not about the quantity, but about the quality. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. So slow down and just try to, instead of doing everything for myself, try to find people and try to find all those gastronomic consultants. And then try to share those experience and knowledge and experiences with them in order of leveling the yeah. the, the good gastronomy around me or around us.
0: Love that. Yeah, so- for, for everyone who is who is watching this either on recording or still live um reach out to Lizzie uh louis Lizzie um on hydelandinnovation slash louis Lizzie. Uh, on that page we will feature him um with all the videos um a lot of topics um like clips um I think we will link as well the your YouTube video where 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 you did this gastronomical experience if you're okay with that we will mm-hmm. link that there as well where you sure. did like um explaining literally what you just explained us on on this live stream where where you documented that a little bit i love that as well because it's it's as well very very true and honest and you see which i think is is the most important thing you you see the the people sitting in the place later on and having the opening of the place and like the experience they have shows how important it is for the local environment in that, in the, in that place. And I think that's, that's something, some of the magics you're doing. And, and of course, then we will look as well, bringing into the action emotion and creation framework you're using. Louis, it was a pleasure having you on the live stream. It's, it's really cool. And I'm looking forward to meet you in person. Um, having a couple of insect beers and we have to do that having fun together.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir. We have to do that. And uh, thank you. It's going to happen.
0: I will be in Denmark next year in summer, definitely for, for a triathlon. I have to go actually, I'm working
1: right now. I don't know if it's an exclusive, but I'm working right now with uh, some people from university in Berlin. And we are trying to make an insect uh, book, edible insect book for kids. That's cool. So again, it's about innovating, not because, just because I'm getting tired, so I need the new energy for the new kids. So we're trying to do that. So I'm pretty sure we'll come to Germany as well. Thank you for this opportunity, hermano, and uh, not only for sharing my business, but also for giving us the opportunity of making this huge window and try to check out each, all of us and try to share the knowledge and the networking. So, yeah, it's actually so many times that I said, yeah, in this program. And uh, yeah, It's not too uh, off.
0: Exactly. It's too so.
1: off. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to behave this time. So yeah, thank you, awesome. sir. Thank you for inviting me, bro.
0: Thanks, Louis. Uh, for everyone who is still on the live show or listening to the recording, check out Louis on heitlandinnovation.com slash Louis minus Lizzie and see you in the next live stream, which is in two weeks from now, because I will be on vacation next week. Thank you very much and see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You will find the links and resources in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support the podcast, the most impactful thing you can do is subscribing to the show on any of the podcasting platforms and give me a review. This will help me to reach more innovators around the world and bring some of you into the show. If you have any questions to the guest or want to engage with me, feel free to reach out to me on my public WhatsApp at Plus 4915170331176. I will repeat. Plus 4915170331176. It's all WhatsApp texting only. Or follow me on social media and contact me there. And finally, if you look for someone educating you or your team on innovation culture coaching, have a look at heightlandinnovation.com. Thanks and see you in the next episode.